Hello, we're waiting for Jackson to join us right here, but welcome to Thursday, July 7th, NBA show. I don't know why I said that weirdly, but I hope you guys have all had a great morning, but today, we're hopping right into it. Gonna enjoy, gonna get toasty. Alright, hopefully the music isn't too loud in the background, but yes, here we are. I hope you guys had a fantastic day. A lot of things to talk about. Summer League is basically in full swing with the California Classic over and us doing now I guess it's the Salt Lake City which ends today and then we get to see the beginning of the main events the Las Vegas Summer League now have there already been some surprises yeah there's been Guy Santos we saw this shot block party of Chet Holmgren we as well saw Keegan Murray look worthy of the pick so far and then last night we got to see some Kenneth Lofton put Chet Holmgren through a whirlwind. It was fun. I had a good time. Now, Chet last night, he was bullied by Kenneth Lofton, but he still had a good night. It wasn't, but Kenneth Lofton did have his way with him. It was very interesting. All right. Now, I also want to announce Tyler Dorsey has signed a contract with the Dallas Mavericks, allegedly. So, shout out Tyler Dorsey for that one. That seems pretty dope, you know, to join an NBA team. I'm excited for him. And I want to hear you guys' thoughts down below. Hopefully, Jackson joins us. If not, he's sleeping through this. Ooh. Ooh. I made myself a cafe con leche. Now, I feel like this music's just really loud. In my head, it's, like, extremely loud. There we go. Wait, was it me or was that really loud? I don't know why, but I felt like that was louder than it ever had been before. And it was really fucking annoying me. Either way, because I don't have my constituent to my left, there's no point. So let's get right into some news. Let's th run through what's going on in the NBA. First off, did anyone see the shoes that Cho Holmgren made his debut in? He, he made debut in KD's 15s. It was actually pretty interesting to see it. Also, there was a tweet that I actually agree with. KD literally made... Yo, what's up, Mr. 81? KD... Not KD. Chet Holmgren. Next to Poku was so skinny. So skinny. Like, he made Poku look big. All right. So, let's get right into the news. So, officially, Gary Payne II signed a three-year, $26.1 million deal with the Portland Trailblazers. The third year has a player option for the 2024 to 2025 season. So, expect him to probably, really, it's a two-year deal. Similar fashion, Jalen Smith of the Indiana Pacers signed a three-year, $15 million deal with the third year as well for 2024 to 2025, having a player option as well as a 10% trade kicker. Trade kicker basically means they make a bit more money, okay, if they get traded. Now, Jayshad Tate, ironically, has a raise declined raise structure. So this coming year, he makes $7.1 billion. The following year, he only makes six point five. And he makes, in the final year, 7.1 again with unlikely incentives of 500 per, 500K per season. So those are three signings that to catch you up around the league. Now, Jamal Murray has been playing 1v1 in the 
against the summer league and he's looking like he's ready for the nba season for the first time in a while also some news was just tweeted donovan mitchell's unlikely to request a trade per espn's brian windhorse so don't expect donovan mitchell to be traded but the denver nuggets let's be honest the denver nuggets are looking good it looking like they potentially could be a, a really good team last year and they're running it back because in my opinion last year was just a fluke year they just weren't healthy now let's go over to the summer league and let's talk about it matt you brought up a great point how did our guy chet holmgren do chet holmgren listen you gotta understand kenny lofton got bullied or was the bully in that game Kenny Lofton made sure that Chad Olmgren knew, hey, boy, you got to put some, bow, some meat on those boats. And it's it was apparent. Yes, Chad Olmgren had a double-double. He had a few blocks. But he looks like, again, I said it earlier, Poku looked like he had thick legs when standing next to the legs of Chad Holmgren. I thought Poku was skinny. Chet is skinny. Like Adrian Brody in The Piano is skinny. That's how skinny Chet Holmgren is. He's about to look like he's going like this. And that was a stupid reference. What up, Aaron Barton? Yes, Kenny Lofton. That's actually what we're talking about right now. Kenny Lofton bullied. And it's crazy. Also, I'm sorry, guys. I got to pull this picture up. This is what I, when I was watching, every game I've seen Kenny Lofton in, this is what I thought about. I think Kenny Lofton low-key looks like Robert De Niro in Shark Tales. Someone's going to be like, that's that's awful. But look at this. In Shark Tale, or Shark Tales, I don't even know what you would call it. Tell me that Kenny Lofton does not look like... Let me pull this up. Booyah. This is Kenny Lofton. I don't know why, but he just literally looks like this to me. Also, yeah, Chad Holmgren's one foot taller than me, and he weighs 30 pounds, uh, 40, almost 40 pounds. I'm 155 pounds. Probably my playing weight would be like 180, maybe 190. And yeah, Chet Holmgren, like I've, I've gotten up to 180 before, just like working out muscle. And I felt good at 180. I didn't feel like I was heavy. But I think I could. If I, I've always talked about with my friends. If I played college basketball, which I, I think I could have played like D, D3, D2, I, I definitely would have had been 180, 190 just because of the way I play. I play like a wing who's 6'1. But, <laughs> and I agree. Like, how the hell are you supposed to have success? In the NBA, when you're seven foot tall and 200 pounds, like soaking wet. Also, Shark Tail is literally in uh, what well, Shark Tail has like an insane cast Will Smith, Robert De Niro, Renee Ziegler, Jack Black, Angelia Jolie, Martin Scorsese. Matt Jackson's fucking asleep. I was actually gonna call him in a few minutes. I've, if I if I wanted to go D1, I I would have gone had to go JUCO. 
it, it would have taken so much and I would have had God. I would have had God so hard. You were a star and starter. How, how tall are you? You're six foot, 205 in college. Were you just jacked? Were you jacked? Aaron, that's dope. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know if I would have been a star, but I think I could have been either like a six man. Like my game is very similar to Matthew Dallavadova and like Facundo Campazzo. I'm a very like pesky defensive first, pass first. Like I can score, but like I, my friends all call me Bob Cousy when I like dribble and stuff. Cause I dribble, like I don't have the best handle, but I dribble really low and I, my layup package, I do like baseline reverse. And also I do, I, I watch a lot of 1950s, 1960s basketball documentaries and I do a lot of old school layups. Like I always do reverse with one, either with my left or right hand, but sometimes on angle, I do the, uh, the double handed layup, you know, backwards or even going up. So a lot of times my friends make fun of me. Cause like a lot of my move moves were, are like old school. Yeah. I'm a cut and slasher. If I actually, that's dope. That's dope. Both speed and leaping. Yeah. I'm a cutter and a slasher. I always get. And same, I'm a, uh, likewise, likewise, really good mid-range jumper. I can shoot threes. I'm just not confident behind them. But for me, it's, I always, when I play basketball, people will always ask me, they're like, did you run cross country in high school? I'm like, no, I actually fucking hate running, but I watch a lot of NBA and I notice guys like Max Struess and Duncan Robinson. I'm not the most athletic guy on the floor, but I have really, really, really good, like stamina and basketball shape. So I just outrun everybody like i literally just outrun everyone i just my hopeful my friends joke that i'm like the most annoying person in the guard on defense because i never stop running so ooh, are we talking about paulo's stat line i expect paulo to have 15 points 10 plus rebounds i think he'll dish out at least three assists and he'll have a block and a steal Yeah, I think Paulo Bancaro will be will have a good game tonight. We'll have a really, really, really good game. And I think one thing tonight tonight, let's pull up the summer league, what the summer league is looking like and why. But the summer league right here, if you look at it. One sorry, let me uh fucking Christ. This is usually when you have a constituent. Your co-host will help anchor everything. Right here, I'm running a one-man show. Yeah, tonight's going to be awesome. Tonight's going to be awesome. So, there is still the Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City still has two games. Oklahoma City versus Philadelphia and Memphis versus Utah. If you care for those games, go ahead and watch them. But the main event... Is tonight at 10 p.m. The Houston Rockets Jabari Smith will take on Paul Bancaro on the Orlando Magic. Now, who do I think win this game? I think the Orlando Magic. I think first off, uh, I think it's smart that they only put one game. If I had to watch again, I honestly don't care for either of the the last Salt Lake City games, but. Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I'll watch it, but yeah, my problem with the Salt Lake City games, the first two, the first four days, four or five days of summer league, I always get, it's not annoyed, but look, check this out. I'm trying to see some of this 
or Orlando Summer League team, okay? This Orlando Summer League team, I wish they put Bull Bull, but I want to see RJ Hampton go off. And I want to see if the Orlando Magic have updated their Summer League roster at all since the start of the the since the start cuz they I've made a video on what they were going to do, but they can also change that after a few days. All right, so basically RJ Hampton's still there. Okay, so the team is basically the same. I thought they were going to maybe put Bull Bull in there, but no. So Caleb Houston, Paulo Bancaro, and RJ Hampton are the guys you should be watching on the Orlando Magic. While the Houston Rockets, they're going to have they, – they have to show off Paulo. They need to make sure everybody knows that Paulo Bancaro was worth the pick, okay? And for me, when I look at this, the Rockets summer league roster. Also, Caleb Houston, I want to see. Tari Eason, I wonder who Tari Eason's going to guard. I do think that's definitely interesting as all hell. Well, yeah, well, we you have to understand this is summer league. Take it all with a grain of salt. Let's not act like that, that team, like either team is going to be, whatever happens in summer league is fine. Even though certain players need to do better than other players in summer league. Like we made a video yesterday talking about Kelly DeHaze needs the ball out in the summer league or his NBA career could be over. And I, I say that confidently. I don't mean that any way disrespectfully. It's just there's certain a lot of times that summer league isn't a huge thing for young guys, but it's actually a huge thing for third year pros. The guys that are teams are seeing if it's even worth keeping them on the roster, like a Kelly and Hayes. And I think right here, RJ Hampton, year three, RJ Hampton needs to go off for the Orlando Magic. He needs to show that he can can be a part of the rotation and that he can score efficiently. I honestly don't remember Trey Young Aaron, I don't remember Trey Young's summer league performance. That was what 5 years ago. I can't I can't recall that one. But I I would not believe it. There's a lot of you guys would be surprised the amount of NBA players who suck in summer league. Yeah. This is, it's either for the thirds. Oh, so let me, give me one second. My microphone, my, my Mozilla Firefox is lagging. Uh, here we go. Why Sadiq Bay in the Pistons Summer League? Look, the reason why he's in that Summer League is, oh God. I'm trying to quit my fire from my frames jump. My fire go nuclear on itself. All right. There we go. So now we're back. Everything should be good. And I'm back. I'm not lagging anymore. Everything's good. Now, look, it was just because my Mozilla Firefox. Plus, I need to restore this computer. That's like a year old, but like. Just improper file management on my part. It's honestly the only problem there's been improper file management is I corrupted my two terabyte hard drive. I'm so fucking pissed off about that. And then they tried charging me $900 to fix said hard drive. 
And I was like, you can suck my dick. I'm not going to pay you $900 to like restore my hard drive. I'm going to go buy $50 and just suck up the fact that I lost all those files. And it wasn't like I lost super important files. I just lost basically save for the last 18 months worth of saved footage. That like instead of going to my YouTube library, I was able to just go to my hard drive and find those videos. But no, either way, I digress. Now, <laughs> I think this NBA season is definitely going to be interesting as or well, summer league. My apology. The summer league will be interesting due to the fact that we're going to find guys that are either trying to make the roster or guys that they're trying to show that they're focal points. We mentioned guys like RJ Hampton, Kelly and Hayes. We've also seen, I don't, I don't, Matt, I don't know why Sadiq Bay is there. If I have to be honest, I don't know. For me, it's more of how would one put it as a guy. They're just trying to get their guys in basketball shape. That's the other thing is, a lot of times when they have the older guys who we know are good, they put them in the summer league game so that they can get in shape and they can help out the roster. So all in all, it's actually a good thing that like these guys, like Sadiq Bay, he'll be he'll be in better shape for training camp. I mean, and all and also I'm pretty sure you make some money playing in the summer league. So if you want some extra racks. Go play some summer league basketball. Now, I wanted to talk about how weird we're at this weird point of free agency that, like, usually, usually at this point, like, obviously James Harden's going back to Philadelphia, but usually at this point in free agency, we only have one big name. This free agency is very, very slow. I mean, there, obviously, Miles Bridges. That man's not getting signed, or and it supposedly his qualifying offer was rescinded. We're not even going to get into Miles Bridges. He's just forget about him. And then there's there's DeAndre Aiden. James Harden's going back, but there's still some free agents out there that, if you haven't been paying attention, you'd be surprised that they're still there. And also Darvin Ham says Russell Westbrook has been counted out prematurely and will start for the Lakers next season. Which is interesting enough. I think he's going to get traded, but maybe maybe we're wrong. NBA free agents still available. Let's look and talk about NBA free agents still available. And it's pretty crazy to think about this because obviously, look at this. The top, also, Colin Sexton has no market. Supposedly, Colin Sexton's going back to Cleveland. Nobody wanted him. And it was before free agency that we thought he was going to get Bogdan Bogdanovich money. I think Montrez Harold is being unfairly charged with charges of felony possession of marijuana with intention to distribute just because he had three pounds on him, which is ridiculous. Like, that he's being charged for that. Three pounds is nothing. That's like, that's like summer smoke. Like Matt Braun said, one month, one pound, one pound a month. But I will say free agency is very, very weak at this point. Behind James Harden, who's going back to Philadelphia, DeAndre Aiden, allegedly the Suns at this point are willing to match any money, the best deal he's given. So 
I guess, you know, there's that. Good for him. And, oh, my God. I just realized it didn't save at all any of the stuff I put on the banner. Fuck it. We're going to leave it. So, at this point, we're waiting for DeAndre Aiden, Colin Sexton, because I guess Miles Bridges and Montrezl Harold, ironically, they both play for the Charlotte Hornets until their illegal situations are cleared up. I don't even know about Miles Bridges, but at least Montrezl Harold. Then there's Dennis Schroeder, Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, Carmel Anthony, Dwight Howard, Hassan Whiteside, Boogie Cousins, Jordan Juarez, going to go back to the Bucks, Rajon Rondo, Josh Jackson, Jeremy Lamb, Isaiah Thomas, Lou Williams, Austin Rivers, Ben McAmore, Frank Jackson, Tristan Thompson. I'm surprised nobody's picked up Tony Snell or even Andre Iguodala. There's Juancho Hernan Gomez, a.k.a. Bo Cruz. Alfred Payton, Markeith Morris is out there, Brandon Goodwin, Paul Millsap, Eric Pascal, Greg Monroe, Moses Brown, Bruno Fernando, Facundo Campazzo, Avery Bradley, David Duke, Rodney Hood, Kemp Bazemore, Shreve Cooper, Quindary Witherspoon, Roddy McGruder, Ed Davis, CJ Ellaby, Yuta Watanabe, Lance Stevenson, who supposedly the Indian Pacers were going to bring back, Wayne Ellington, Tristan, not Tristan, Trent Forrest, Chris Chizosa, Ryan Archindio, Jared Culver, what a bust. Skylar Mays, Luke, Luca Garza, Sam Hauser actually re-signed, Jared Harper, Jake Lehman. Fuck Jake Lehman. Fuck Jake Lehman. I'm going to give you guys. So Jake Lehman, me being, so I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, if you guys don't know. Well, Baltimore County. Baltimore County, Maryland. And I have a bunch of friends. I actually almost went to the University of Maryland. And me in high school, I got to witness Jake Lehman, Mellow Tremble, and Diamond Stone. Great back, great trio, great trio, underperformed. We should have gone farther. Even though I go to the University of Kansas, that team should have gone farther in the NCAA tournament back in like 2014. Jake Lehman, yeah, I think Jake Lehman, I think he was a second-round pick. I think the only first-round pick from those guys was Diamond Stone in the first round. Melo Tremble is over in Europe. Jake Lehman might have been, I think he was a second-round pick. But Jake Lehman was a guy that... Yeah, he was a second-round pick, and he – I always wanted him to have a great career. He was originally on the Portland Trailblazers. Nothing really came to fruition there. He actually became a really good three-point shooter there, and then he was in that th – he signed a three-year deal, okay? He was signed a three-year deal with the Blazers and then traded as part of the sign-and-trade deal, and he kind of sucked for us. Like, he really sucked. And he was basically a poor man's Chandler Chandler's Parsons. He got, he got paid for three years. In his last year in Minnesota, Jake Lehman didn't do shit. He played like seven minutes a night. We didn't even put him in the game. And he never, never became like a solid three-point shooter. He's like a career 30% three-point shooter. I'm honestly so sad that Jake Lehman never did anything. And yeah, so Jake Lehman, you just cashed checks and didn't do crap. He's probably going to go overseas. I'm just so mad that he never became anything. Melo Tremble, on the other hand, who went undrafted, has, like, carved out a career overseas as, like, a dog. Supposedly, he's, like, a dog in Europe. All right, that was my, my, my mistake. Is there any other former college players that you guys miss that didn't make it to the NBA? Now, damn, this is wild. So... Jake Lehman lives in Portland, Oregon, and has four brothers, but a lot of his other members of his family are from Carroll County, Maryland. That's wild. Did not know that. Did not know that. That's 
So, I don't even know what we're supposed to talk about anymore. It's a lot easier when you have somebody else to bounce ideas off of. But right here, we're by ourselves. A little bit different this show today. Now, the NBA news has been lacking. Let's go over here. Oh, okay. So, the Nets are not thrilled with the trade offers for Kevin Durant. From what... from. The current understanding is that the Nets are not thrilled with any of the offers they've received for Kevin Durant yet, said Brian Windahorse. And he believes that a hot take concerning that they're reassessing with what they're at. And this is something that is known, that Durant wants to go to the Phoenix Suns, and the Suns offer what they have to offer right now, and it's just not what Brooklyn's interested in. Brooklyn is interested in other things, and that's why Woj and others are talking about the need for a third or fourth team in the deal. Now... Since Kevin Durant has requested a trade from the Nets last Thursday, he's reportedly gone completely dark in regards to speaking with other basketball players and team personnel, according to Yahoo Sports Chris Haynes. Since he's requested the trade, there's been numerous stars that Chris Haynes has spoken to and numerous stars that have been trying to get in touch with him to pick his brain to see if he would consider other avenues and just want to get a sense of what he's thinking. KD's going dark, Haynes said on his Posted Up podcast. He's not talking to anybody, not answering anybody's phone calls, not responding to texts. The only time you see him get out into the sunlight is when he responds to Twitter, and he's not saying much on there either, according to Madison Williams. And allegedly, there's another consideration Brooklyn has to make about whether it's positive or negative to move on from Kyrie either before or after Kevin Durant trade, Woj said, regarding an Irving trade on NBA Today. The market is certainly very different for Kevin Durant than it is for Kyrie Irving. The Nets have talked with the Lakers and believe there's some back-and-forth communication there. And you look at the cap space right now, and a team like San Antonio could be the facilitator and, let's say, a Russell Westbrook for Kyrie Irving deal between the two teams. They have the cap space, and now you have to incentivize them at a pretty high level and think that the willingness of the Lakers to incentivize a deal with multiple draft picks. And there's a reasonable belief that the deal hasn't gone anywhere due to this fact. So basically, they're suggesting that Russell Westbrook and a Kyrie Irving trade, if it did to happen, they might wait to do it after Kevin Durant. And why? Because they might do an outright Kevin Durant, I'm not Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Russell Westbrook swap. But instead of sending Russell Westbrook to the Nets because the Nets are just like, look, that's just not going to work because Simmons and Westbrook, you can't have that on the same court. And so they're going to be like, all right, Let's send West. Let's just send Kyrie to the Lakers. Send some the picks and everything basically to the Spurs, and the Spurs buy out Russell Westbrook. And if you can entice the Spurs to do that, I think you got yourselves a trade partner. It all just comes down to how much is it going to take to entice the Spurs. Now, the Pacers. Might be signing DeAndre Aiden to an offer sheet. What do you guys think about that? DeAndre Aiden to an offer sheet. That would be wild. That would be something else. I wouldn't have expected that. Um, let me get my nicotine fill. Usually I have a, a co-host. Uh, so I can hit the jewel anytime he's fucking talking. But I'm about to quit soon. It'll be like my third time. I started smoking dick too when I was like 12. Awful. Stopped smoking cigs when I was 17. It's been five years since I smoked a cigarette. But either way, I only take that because of Adderall and caffeine. But like, when I graduate, 
My plan is before I graduate college, I'm done with that shit. Either way, supposedly according to John Gambadoro, uh, he believes that we are close to a resolution with DeAndre Jordan, maybe even tomorrow, which is today. Okay. And yeah, I hope the Hawks aren't done. I hope they get DeAndre Aiden. So supposedly today we'll find out or tomorrow about DeAndre Aiden. Indiana has the cap space and as well do the Toronto's not Toronto Raptors, the San Antonio Spurs and Indiana Pacers are the two teams with the cap space to sign him currently. And there's been rumblings that they're going to sign him to an offer sheet, but Toronto allegedly has some interest, but John Gabadoro has no idea what level of interest they have. Now, while DeAndre Aiden has been viewed as a potential trade chip in Kevin Durant talks in the restricted free agent center, has reportedly been exploring his options elsewhere. Brian Windhorst on his Hoops Collective podcast at the 44-50 minute marker that Aiden has taken meetings with teams that are not involved in the potential Durant negotiation. It's unclear whether any of those teams have made a formal contract. And yeah, so I think it's it's pretty interesting. Also, another news that after a season where he even flirted with the Final Four, Mike James is ready to say yes to Monaco's offer that will keep him in the team with the team for the upcoming season. Monaco presented Mike James with a new offer with a threshold of two million dollars per year, which is a you know a raise. And Mike James has been discreetly looking for options to go back to the NBA, but none of those have came up. So I think it's interesting right there. Now the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks, are you? They actually listen to this. The Atlanta Hawks somewhat hilariously created a trade exception worth forty six thousand dollars by trading Jock Landell. How funny is that? They created a trade exception by trading Jock Landell. Genius. Okay, good job on their part. I mean, man, oh man, I wouldn't have been able. Like, I mean, I don't know what they're going to use that forty six thousand dollars for, but. <laughs> $46,000 trade exception. Good job, boys. Good job. You'll save some money on your next trade. But now, I think Kevin... All right, so let's talk about Kevin Herter was traded because I think... And another reason why I think they want to trade John Collins is because they got they got too excited. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals and they pulled the Cleveland Cavaliers. You remember when the Cleveland Cavaliers wanted to won the championship and instead of being rational and going into free agents and retooling sort of how the warriors did instead of overpaying the guys they overpaid tristan thompson they overpaid jr smith they overpaid i think it was iman shumpert and they brought everyone back and the hawks did the same thing they made it to the eastern conference finals john collins contract expired kevin herter's contract was coming up and they were like fuck we need to pay kevin herter we need to pay John Collins and they overpaid them. I mean, John Collins might not be overpaid. $23 million for John Collins, what he potentially can do and we've seen him do is actually really good. He's like a 63% true shooter. But, and yeah, no, I completely agree. They, they turn, first off, people are like saying Justin Holiday's a bum. Look at Justin Holiday's stats on the Pacers. Ignore the Kings stats. Okay. He played for the Kings for like 15 games. And I think he didn't want to be there. They didn't want him there. It was just a bad experience. But look at his stats at the Pacers. He's like the quintessential definition of a 3-and-D guy. Okay. And plus, they signed his brother as the th- as the backup point guard in Aaron Holiday. Great. So, they have the Holiday brothers who 
brother with Drew Holiday. They're just all three great defenders, and they all can shoot three-pointers. And, yeah, Justin Holiday's a 3 and D guy. That's straight up what Justin Holiday's middle name is, 3 and D. And Mo Harkless will even be on the roster. I think he'll be a backup power forward, small forward. I think Mo Harkless is an underrated defender. He's not a great three-point shooter, but he's a willing three-point shooter, and that's kind of what you want. You want a guy that's just willing where defenses will have to respect the fact that you know, these they're going to take three-pointers. Now, you guys want to hear something cool? Trey Young led the NBA by creating 11.774 bonus wins last season at a cost of $8.36 million. He was arguably the NBA's most underplayed player. In comparison, MVP Nikola Jokic also did something incredible, creating almost as many bonus wins despite being paid nearly four times more than Trey Young's salary. And there's a lot of notice from the first look at bonus wins. Bonus wins are rare. In the whole NBA, only Jokic and Trey Young delivered more than 10 bonus wins. Only 16 players, including Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic, Darius Garland, delivered as many as six. So basically, Trey Young and Nikola Jokic had double the bonus wins than every other player. And it's a lot easier, obviously, for lower salary players to create bonus wins. Most of the league leaders and bonus wins made under $10 million, which is why it's so impressive that Nicole Jokic made just as many bonus wins as Trey Young. And Trey Young well, was in the final year of his rookie deal. So that's why it was incredible. And Trey Young is 23, and the average age of the league leader in bonus wins is 26. Little, little, little Trey Young fat, little Trey Young flex for y'all. So I do want to say. And look, also, listen to this. I think I, I think it's funny. I like Bill Sims, but Bill Sims had to make was had to apologize for suggesting a Kevin Durant for Trey Young trade. And also Bill Sims apologizing for doing two pods about Kevin Durant trades without realizing the rookie extension rules made most of them illegal and then proposing a KD for Trey Young trade, which is also legal for the same exact reason that he did for 14 seconds later is incredible. That is incredible. I also agree. I think Trey Young's better than Jaw. But who's the better defender? Who would you want? Oh, wait. Who's the better defender than in Trey Young or Jaw? I like low key want to say Trey Young is a better defender than John Moran. Is that is that a hot take? Is that a hot take? Like at least Trey Young like gets steals and like tries. Okay, like John Morant, yeah, he had one point two steals, but a lot of John Morant's steals are just by like oh they happened to land in my hand. Like Trey Young sometimes actually pickpockets. Like I I actually think Trey Young has like a pickpocketing skill at sometimes. Over the last 2 years, he hasn't been as great at it, but like in his sophomore season, I remember Trey Young being able to like strip/pickpocket guys when he wanted to. I don't know. Are you who do you guys think is better? Like yeah, like Trey Young, I think He's taking a backseat on off on defense, but Trey Young, he's not a good defender even when he tries, but at least when he tries, he's like a really good pickpocketer. It's like oddly weird how good he is at pickpocketing. And I'm I'm always kind of surprised by it. So that's definitely where I want to hear your guys' thoughts down below. What do you guys think of you like yeah, like I think Trey Young could be like a Chris Paul level defender if you want. Eh, Chris Paul was a dog when he was old when he was older, but John Morant probably not a dog when John Morant probably has most potential of rem, be reminiscent of Chris Paul, but 
That's all circumstance. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. It's probably because of the offensive burden that Trey Young is. You think John ja Morant's the better defensive player? Like, I think Jaw has the potential to be a better defensive player. Hundred percent. He has. John ja Morant has the. I've said this repeatedly. John ja Morant needs to follow the Chris Paul trend because I don't know if you guys remember Chris Paul between like 2004 and 2010 was a similar like John Moran has a similar play style to Chris Paul young Chris Paul and then Chris Paul suffered injuries and had to change his style of play but Chris Paul was a good defend perimeter defender I think John Moran can do that John Moran has the wingspan and size so physically John Moran has the tools to be a better defender but for pickpocketing specifically pickpocketing Trey Young I think he's an underrated pickpocketer 100% an underrated pickpocketer and tries at pickpocketing more but can we agree John Morant before he got hurt he part of the reason why the Warriors were dogging them was because John Morant literally wouldn't guard his man it felt like sometimes in playoff basketball when the Grizzlies were on defense it was 4v5 because John Morant wasn't there and the Warriors would mismatch and try to always have the guy who was being guarded by Jaw be the one who's going it. Yes, okay, uh, Aaron, you said it right. You said it right, right there. Jaw should be the better defender, but he's he. I don't know if it, I don't want to call him lazy. There's a lack of effort on the defensive level. Oh my God, Max Hill, Max Hill, Max Hill, Max Hill, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Jose Alvarado. Whew. that guy is a defensive dog that's the guy type of guy that i look at and i want to learn how to play defense like him he is an absolute dog jose alvarado jose alvarado man he is a dog on the defensive end and yeah aaron you're right yeah john moran's larger than trey has more vertical i think what john moran's six one six two with a with a what like a six five wingspan i think they say it is john moran's measurements John Morant is 6'1 or 6'3 with a 6'7 wingspan my apology so yeah theoretically John Morant should be an actual good defender physically he has all the measurements needed to be a good one which is interesting in its own right so that's where I want to hear your guys' thoughts what do you guys think of all of this is there anything you know and defense is such an underrated skill in the NBA that it pisses me off sometimes that people don't realize how undervalued it is, you know? And it's annoying to the fact that you sit around and people don't realize. Like, you remember, who was it? The Pistons back in. <coughs> I just choked on my spit. The Pistons. I went in my nose. Oh my God, my eyes are watering. The Pistons in the early 2000s won a championship with defense. Sorry, girlfriend's texting me. If she should make coffee there. Also, I think your boy's moving to Florida next June. I think I'm going to take a job offer there. But yeah. Hey. 
Yeah, I you might be right, Aaron. It might be defensive reads. Also, Matt, Chet Holmgren. Yes, he just needs muscle. But you say that, and look, there's people out there who literally can't gain muscle. Like, look at me. Look at me. Okay, I'm an ectomorph. I'm an ectomorph. I'm gonna, let me take these headphones off. So let me explain. I'm going to have to get on my knees to explain this. Okay? Look at look at my arms. I am skinny as hell. I, I'm 6'1 with a 6'4 wingspan. Okay? So, like, let's just put me in, for example, as Chet Holmgren. I have narrow shoulders. Do you see? Like, I don't know if I can go shirtless on this. We're going to just go short shirtless. Uh, I have narrow shoulders. Like, like, this is Chet Holmgren's shoulders. Like, kind of like this. That's how Chet Holmgren's shoulders. You see Poku? Like, Poku and I have very similar shoulders. Our shoulders go like this. Chet Holmgren's shoulders are like this. He's very narrow shoulders. When you have narrow shoulders, which I also have narrow shoulders, but mine's set more like this. His are more like this. And when you have narrow shoulders like this, it's very hard to put muscle on. Like this, like it's very hard. Like me, I'm an ectomorph. Same exact body type as Chet Holmgren and Poku. Difference is, is I have massive legs. Like being my parents being from Italy and Argentina, I was given like massive like lay like this isn't doing me justice but i have like for my body type i have really like thick legs so chet holmgren has to get to like 230 pounds has to get to 230 pounds and exactly max hill you should become a fucking basketball player if you're six through the six nine wingspan god damn yeah, Aaron Barton, that's a fucking gift, Max Hill. 6'3", 6'9", I'm 6'1", 6'4", and, and I weigh 155 pounds. Like I've said, if I wanted to play basketball, I probably would have had gone up to 180 at the very least. That would be my playing weight. But yeah, 6'3", 6'9", bro, go out, put reps, become a shooting guard, okay? And start playing defense. Learn how to move your hips because people don't – this is something that they don't teach kids in basketball is the, the way to be a good defender in basketball – is keep your hips open because whenever your hips go to the side, you become a diagonal, which is easier to get past you. But if you always keep your hips open and you learn how to shift them like this, you'll become a great defender because you're able to stay in front. Yeah, I'm 6'1", 155 pounds. It's fucking unreal. I, I like naturally have less than 10% body fat, but it's, it's unreal. But yeah, Aaron Barton, I, I believe, yeah, if you... If you were that big, 205 pounds, you were probably just a muscle hamster. Muscle hamster. Would have loved to see you fucking sick, about six foot, 200 pounds, dunking and and like leaping. Ooh. Yeah, Max Hill, you better, you better either be playing like basketball or you should be a football player. Yeah, if you're still growing, go play basketball. Go play basketball, dog. Go out there. Like, first off, if your jumper isn't like if you don't have a good jumper or your offensive game isn't ready, just work on your defense, work on your defense. You will get you will get you will get a scholarship offer somewhere if you play defense because it's harder to coach good defense than it is to coach offense. I truly believe this when you're when you're trying to play basketball at a collegiate level, even at a high school level, coaches will love guys who try 110% 
on defense, grab the boards, hustle to the ball. And if they're iffy on offense, you can fix that. You can teach somebody how to shoot. You can teach someone how to dribble. That is easy. But you can't teach someone to be a dog on defense. There are so many players in basketball that everybody wants to be offensive. Everyone wants to be offense. There's not enough guys who want to play defense. I tell this to everyone. If you want to make it far, play defense. Play hard defense. Play hard defense. Play team basketball. Hustle. Play pass. It's it, like Aaron Barron. Defense is a mindset. For me, I find defense the most fun, exhilarating thing. Especially me being six foot. Sometimes when I'm at the rec, I'll get switched on to a guy who's like six five, thirty pounds heavier than me. And oh baby, I get real sweaty. I put my full body on that guy and I make sure not to let him get past. Even if he's bigger than me, I do a great job defending him because the satisfaction of knowing a guy who's bigger than you and trying to beat you because he thinks you're skin a skinny, small fuck on defense, and then you know how to correctly use your length, use your size, even though he's backing you up, to use your verticality to contest the shot and be able to alter it because you correctly defended it is an incredible feeling. And coaches love that way more because if they see you see do you do all these things on defense, then they know on offense you're going to be willing to do all the off-ball work, which is another thing. If you're not a good shooter, learn how to play off-ball. Learn how to slash. Learn how to cut. Learn how to set screens. Setting screens for your the, the ball handler, but also for guys off-ball is awesome. Yeah. Play his handles. Play his handles. Literally. That's what I was talking about, the hips. When you're guarding someone on the perimeter, you want your hips always to stay. So if he, you want to basically move like this, like I'm not going far enough, but you kind of want to go like this, move back like that when you're guarding someone, but you never want to open your hip, like make your hips too open. You always want to keep your hips in front of your guy. And like Aaron Barnes said, play him to his handles, okay? May force him to pick up his dribble, okay? And basically stay in front of him. You have a 40-inch fucking vertical. I would kill for a 40-inch vertical. I, I don't do any vertical workouts. I, I probably should. For someone who's never worked out vertical, I can touch rim, but I've never. Max Hill. Max Hill, we want to know when you get your scholarship, okay? Let us know when you, you become a fucking D1 basketball player. I'm going to be watching you, Max Hill. I'm enjoying this basketball talk, but... Yeah, no, so I, th I think it, it is interesting to see how this all happens, but good shit, dog, good shit. You got to get those numbers up, though. 2.1 blocks, I assume, while you're playing high school. Get those numbers up. I know that's still really good. That is really good. Yeah, 2.1, if you get those numbers even good, up, get them up. I mean, that's still more than I ever averaged. So, like, that's fucking awesome. But let's get those up to three. Let's not end at two. Let's get to three. We expect the best from you. But, yeah, like, I think about this. Walker Kessler in college basketball averaged 4.6 blocks. Yeah, right here. Aaron, Aaron Barron averaged eight. I believe that. I believe that. Basically, high school stats should be, like, ridiculous. You're If you're, like... From what my understanding is, all like if you look at NBA player stats in high school, they literally are like 2K generated players, like in my career. In college, it will dip, but like that's when you look at guys who go to college to the NBA, their stats literally are ridiculous for college standards. 
like the best shot blockers in the NBA, they average three to four blocks in college, and then they only average like one or two blocks in the NBA. Isn't that crazy to think about? Sometimes up to three. Very like I think it's what M- Mitchell Robinson, Miles Turner, who's another one. They all all those guys like the elite shot blockers in the NBA average like two and a half, three blocks a game. Oh, okay. That was your freshman year stats. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're going to keep getting better, dude. If you're a freshman six, three, Oh wait, no, you're not, you're not a freshman. You're what a junior. Yeah. Aaron Barton, each leap, it will dip, but it's gotta be ridiculous at each level. Dude, Kenny Lofton, Mr. 81. I love Kenny Lofton. And we were making a joke earlier that he looks like Robert De Niro and from Shark Tales. Dude, imagine how good Kenny Lofton could be if he wasn't like morbidly obese. Is, am I rude for saying that? Or is that, or am I wrong? Am I wrong? Like imagine if he's like, wasn't morbidly obese. Max Hill, you're a dog. I can't wait. Can't wait to see you in college. <laughs> like a fatter Barkley. Yeah. Especially he had a three point jumper. I think, I think something that Kenny Lofton, he needs to lose some weight. I don't know if it's just that people have told him that he needs to lose weight and he refuses to, to show people that he doesn't need to lose weight. But I don't know, man. It just feels like at times that Kenny Lofton, if (laughs) Kenny, if he was 30 pounds lighter, he would still be just as effective. I just, just a big boy, big boy. Yeah, he's gonna Kenny Kenny Lofton already has a contract. He's a two on a two way contract. But yeah, I would not be surprised if he keeps dogging like this. That two way contract might be turned into a standard deal. Holy crap, Max Hill over here, dog, crash crushing the stat sheet. But no, you're good, Aaron. You're good. I'm just a fucking. I just know a lot about contracts. I stay with the contracts. Stay with the contracts, boys and girls. But either way, we're coming in at the last nine minutes of the stream, and let's see if there's any rumors from Hoops Hype that we can discuss. There actually hasn't been that much. It's actually been a quiet day. All right. Donovan Mitchell is going to stand pat and not force a trade right now. According to Brian Windhorst, Donovan Mitchell is unlikely to request a trade. On Mitchell's side, he's going to stand pat. He's not going to force any action right now. And Donovan Mitchell said, circle got smaller. Everybody can't go, which is interesting. Then we have over here, what are your thoughts on Russell Westbrook? Uh, this was what was asked by Darvin Ham. And he responded, counted out prematurely. Counted out prematurely. I've had some great interactions with Russ in person, over dinner, over the phone, over text message. I love Russell Westbrook, man. Just his mentality, his approach. Just to see him, a guy of that magnitude and everything he's done in the league to get hanged on. But being me, I got a wholehearted plan, a clear plan on how I'm going to use it. I showed it to him, sat him down, brought stuff up for him. I think he's going to flourish. We ain't going to try to curtail his energy. We're just going to try to diversify it, redirect it. You see, Westbrook is a starter under you with the Lakers. 
Russell Westbrook responded, yes, indeed. It's the way we're going to play and the type of people that are going to be out there on the floor. That's the biggest thing. It's interesting. Also, have you guys heard about this? Colin Kaepernick's representative says, Max Hill, where where'd you get job? Where'd you get not job offers, but commitment offers? And also earlier, Aaron Barton, Sarasota, Sarasota, Florida is where I'm looking. If you're in South Georgia, Sarasota, Florida, like 20 minutes south, 30 minutes south of St. Petersburg, Tampa is where I got a job offer. I got to call him back in December. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna take it. Yeah, it's very true. Where'd you get some offers, Max Hill? Any cool schools? But Hey, keep grinding, keep grinding. Have you guys heard about this Colin Kaepernick big three? So basically, Colin Kaepernick yesterday was allegedly disclosed as a new investor in the league, but then a representative for Kaepernick denied the former quarterback's involvement, said he's not investing, and the representative said early Thursday that it's just not true. A source close to the league claimed that Kaepernick's investment will allow the league to continue operating. Multiple players with the big three league have been preparing for a potential shutdown. Okay. The big three is a three-on-three basketball founded by Ice Cube. And, oh, my God, I didn't know this. Jared Jack and Amir Johnson, coached by Steven Jackson, won the league last year. But, wait, big! I did not know the big three is, going, is on a lifeline. What? This is crazy. So, supposedly... The big three is running out of money. I didn't know this. He, like, what's his face went on Ice Cube recently went on the Pat McAfee show and was hyping it up. And that is wild. Okay. Cause I guess the big three is about to shut down. And I didn't know this. I had no idea that it was about to be shut down. I don't really watch the big three. I watched the clips of it, but well, not really my bag. It's not even that it's because it's 3v3 basketball. It's just like, uh. hey, I am applying. Mr. 81, I am applying to schools out in San Diego, San Diego, California, San Diego. I think it's San Diego State are the three schools I'm applying to for grad school. And Max Hill. If you go to Kansas State, just don't ever speak to me. Your boy's a fucking Jayhawk. Fuck the Wildcats. Fuck K-State. Fuck K-State. Fuck K-State. Fuck K-State. Literally when Mr. Brightsides comes on. So that's literally at the chorus we yell, fuck K-State. Temple, my I actually have a few dogs to go there. South Carolina, dude. If you want to have, if you want to have a good time. Lot of babes, South Carolina, dude. South Carolina has so many, so many girls. Also, Kansas State is like in the middle of like nowhere. Temples in the city, that's cool. I've never been to Utah. Don't know anything about the Utah Utes, but besides that, their their special teams coordinator's wife got arrested, who's on Desperate Housewives of Salt Lake City, which I watch with my girlfriend. Liberty's cool, but again, dude, South Carolina, dude, be a Gamecock. So many Southern Bells. Also, like, all the rich girls from the Northeast go to South Carolina. That's, like, where every girl in my high school went to. I'd suck it for it out of their asses. But that's dope, dude. Yeah. I mean, plan is. 
plan is maybe like 10 or 20. I'm supposed to hit 20,000 subscribers this coming May. And then I'm supposed to hit 100,000 subscribers by, I think it's like August of 2024 is right now the projections I've read. So, you know, maybe at 20,000 or 15,000, wherever, when I move to Florida, maybe we do like a big, a big like event, not even event, but like maybe I just set up like for us to all the meet at like a restaurant and I rent out like a restaurant room. We just hang out and watch some basketball. And then like I get us catering or something. I don't fucking know. But I do. That's the plan. I do want to meet all like like have especially for my own YouTube channel or even even for this. I just want to have like an establishment of being able to like come here. Hey, hey, Max Hill. I completely understand that, buddy. If that's if they're giving you if they're promising you to start at point guard as much as as much as I fucking hate the 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 Wildcats I completely understand that and I will still cheer for you but I think it's I think that's a thing that's interesting and like look go to Kansas State if that's your best offer but if you want a good time Go to South Carolina. You'll be rolling in pussy. Like, I'm talking, like, blonde, tan brunettes rolling in that pussy in South Carolina. So much pussy. Yo, I would love to go to California. The If I go to California, it's because I get into one of those schools. And it's also because they're letting I either get a job at a news station there. Kind of like Florida's right now. I have a job offer there. So... The money, I have student loans that I'll have to start paying back. And besides that, if I take a California job, I either have to get a, a job at a news station or B, I would have to get a job as a GTA, which is a graduate teaching assistant, which I would basically be teaching intro level courses for journalism or English, which I'm fine with. I just rather get my start in the news industry while going to school instead of having to support myself by teaching. I love you, Max. That was good. That was a good response, buddy. Okay. What do, how do you say that? My cell? My cell? Israel? Israel? My cell? Like, like how is it pronounced the same way at the end of Israel? Zell? My zell? My zell hill? My zell hill? Put down the enunciation. Yeah, dude. Aaron's right right here. Three and D. But also be able to rebound and create. But yeah, three and D is gonna take you far. Aaron Barn, what type of software? My dad, my dad uh, has an MBA, but he's an IT. He went to Bentley, Bentley University, and Barry, Barry College for he went to Barry for his master's, Bentley for his under undergraduate. My dad always he could have gone to he like I could have gone. He could have yeah he could have gone. He got a, he got accepted into MIT in the eighties. And because he had immigrated from Argentina and gotten his GED, he basically said, no, nah, I'm not going to go to MIT because they wanted him to take one extra course. He had to take a summer class of trigonometry before he could enroll in in MIT. And he was like, 
uh, well, I'll just go to Bentley because they'll let me enroll in the summer. And he always just like, I should have just gone to MIT. I could have just taken a summer class and like bit have an MIT degree. Dude, Cole Swider is not that bad. Cole Swider, not that bad. I kind of like him. And I didn't know much about him before this, but Cole Swider earned himself a contract, a little white boy from Syracuse. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Yeah, Syracuse. I didn't know he played from Nova. Makes sense. He has a lot of those fundamentals that you see from Nova guys. 6'9", big boy. And look, he was a four-star recruit. He went to Nova and nothing special, but then he began playing power forward. And he's a guy that I think, I think he could be a, a poor man's version of Sadiq Bey. What Sadiq Bey currently is. Yeah, dude, we're in the same conference. K-State plays Kansas. So if you play, if you went to K-State, obviously when you, if you went there, I'd already be graduated, but I'd see you play us twice a year and lose. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But if you did play for K-State, I'm, I'm sorry. My Jayhawks. I don't, I think we were, I, I don't know when, I think K-State hasn't beat us in like fifth in 10 years. I think since Michael Beasley in like 2008, maybe Matt, Max, maybe you're that guy. Maybe you're that guy. Hey, if you go to HBCU, go to Morgan State. That's actually like such a beautiful campus. It's near my house. Not near my house, near my boy's old house. I mean, I guess it's near my mom's house. It's like 20 minutes away. It's in the, in the city of Baltimore. It's on the nice side. It's on the east side. It's actually like beautiful. They're like built. They have like skyscrapers. They like rebuilt the entire campus the last 10 years. Morgan State, if you're looking at HBCU, historical. Actually, I think academically, besides, I believe, Howard, it, Morgan State is the best, arguably the best athletics besides football. I think Jackson State takes the football for HBCU. Best athletics and academics combination is Morgan State. Plus, Morgan State has a really good basketball program. I just know that Howard might be a little bit better academically. But, hey, I'll make a video on Cole Swider. Either way. That's it. I am out of here. I hope you guys. I guess that that, that was that was kind of loud. Damn. That's the video. I don't know how I had that set up. All right. No, I completely get you. I completely get you. I will tell you, K State is like in Manhattan, which is an hour south of me, an hour west of me. And it's like a farm town and it's, let's just say it's very cornbread. Shay Texan, Will is asleep. Will is fucking asleep. I'm an insomniac. I don't really sleep. So here I am. Okay, guys. Have a great day. Love y'all. Go check out Will's channel who or Jackson who's asleep. Go check out my channels down below. I have an NFL and an NBA channel. Links are in the description. I'm done. Have a great day, guys. Love y'all.